We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Bandujo, and today we are back with another movie selected by our Big Screen Sports Patreon group. We are talking about one of my all-time favorites, Dazed and Confused, a movie that my co-host, Caroline Darney, had never seen. So some a mixed review from Caroline, but a lot of love on it for me led to a really fun podcast episode, and I do want to shout out our Patreon group for selecting this one. Again, one of my favorites, and shout out to our Big Chill producer-level patrons. That includes Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D., Ryan Yeager, Mike Drews, Chris Mykoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zachary, Classic Stadium Fire, Jason Alba, Stephen DeBow, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Jim Scroggs, Andrew Teagle, Real One, Balagoon, Jeff Estes, and Anthony Scafone. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show. If you want to support the show and if you want to say in what this show covers, patrons are picking at least two movies a month. And for the month of September, our patrons, our producer patrons, are picking a theme month. Going to have some good choices on that here tomorrow in the Patreon group. Tomorrow when you're listening, the the, the poll for September's theme month will be live. So if you want to support the show, if you want to tell us what to cover, when to cover it, go to patreon.com slash bigscreensports. Uh, also, make sure you're subscribed to For the Water Cooler, Caroline's new podcast with the co-host Matt Scalisi. Matt joined us a couple weeks ago for Mission Impossible, but go check them out. Make sure you're subscribing. There's going to be a clip from that on our feed coming up soon, just if you want to test it out, but they're available wherever you get your podcast. So be sure to tune in for that. And then uh, with that, let's talk Days and Confused. Me, Caroline Darney. All right, returning to Big Screen Sports, the co-host of the new podcast For the Water Cooler, and someone who I don't think has a joint, but it sure would be cooler if she did. Caroline Darney. Caroline, how are you tonight? <laughs> I get that I know. reference now. It would sure be cooler if you did. I, I've helped uh, you out hi. making you watch this movie because think of all the McConaughey-isms that you now have the, the reference point for. The actual, was this, was this the first All Right, All Right, All Right? Oh, yeah. Because literally, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that was just like him. Like in... 
like in an interview he said that not that it was like in the movie i mean so we'll, this was... i think we'll talk about this i think this actually yeah. is him like this is yeah that's fair this is this is him hopefully a little less creepy yeah than high schoolers yeah no i mean this is the all right all right all right l-i-v-i-n like this is who he has turned himself into as like a persona like I watched his, I watched his nice video where his his foundation or whatever is uh, helping yeah. school districts apply for grants for school safety, but yeah. which, but he was just also being himself in the video, and I was like, that's Wooderson, but he's helping school districts apply for safety grants and not like hitting on sixteen <laughs> year old girls. <laughs> yeah, I've known that line forever. The that's what I like about high school girls. I stay the same. Like, yeah. I keep getting older. They stay the same age. I've known that. That line's been like, a, you know, like that's just a line in pop culture. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. now you've gotten to see where it all starts. Before we dive into tonight's episode, tell the folks what is going on at For the Water Cooler. What can they expect yeah. this upcoming week? So our Barbenheimer episode just dropped. Um, so we got to spend, I think it's a little over an hour uh, and about 30 minutes on each movie. So this weekend was um, Barbenheimer weekend. Barbie Oppenheimer both were amazing uh, in very different ways. <laughs> um, both had great music, very different ways. Um, but yeah, so we've got a great conversation with me and my co-host Matt Scalisi about that. And then um, a bunch of Barbie and Oppenheimer content. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, you should, well, by the time this comes out, you'll be able to go on. We do, uh, this is a very that guy movie. Um, I'm putting together a Oppenheimer that guy post because Oppenheimer is a very strong that guy movie as well you're like oh there's that guy uh which is cool because the whole point of kind of why i'm doing the post is like and this is not spoiler folks in case you haven't seen Oppenheimer, but um it's important in that movie that they use that guy even if that guy is in an instance like gary oldman or casey affleck or <laughs> um there's a few other really good ones josh hartnett um because it's important because there's a lot of uh dudes talking for three hours and so you really need to remember like Rami Malek is only on screen for like two and a half minutes but you need to remember him so it's a, it's an interesting way to make that happen where you can kind of float characters through and make people remember them so that guy yeah. and then uh yeah some Wrexham context I got to see the the lovely lads of Wrexham play a game in Chapel Hill last week indeed you did indeed you did yeah. the that guy thing is a very it, it it's a very good transition for this movie yeah. because this Richard Linklater essentially accomplished this by also the opposite of Christopher Nolan, who picked all the, you know, is fortunately like working with the greatest actors and actresses of our generation. Yeah. And Richard Linklater was like, let me find a bunch of fucking young people and a bunch of them are going to turn into something, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. And he's kind of done it twice because everybody wants some while not, yeah. right now doesn't have the legacy that this movie does everybody wants them still at a couple and we'll probably at least i know i will drop in some everybody wants some stuff with and i knew episode. um like no characters names in both movies so yeah that's yeah. that's the thing watching this movie like i will we're just gonna call affleck affleck his name is don we're just gonna yeah. call him affleck cole hauser um love him yeah oh my god yeah love i love him I love him. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did but it's weird. Did we because, do yeah, Goodwill Hunting together? Good. Were you yeah. on for Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, yep. man. Yeah, Hauser, Hauser, and Affleck reuniting. But what I love his filmography, like by the way, because it's too just fast, like, too furious. Yes, 
so when because he's also rip in yellowstone which is where like that's now i see him and i'm like rip like love um but if you were like oh it's the it's the bad guy from too fast too furious i'd be like what carter verone it's like the carter verone um the wildest filmography for this guy i absolutely love it yeah. cole hauser's the ghost he's fucking nails in this too but yeah and he's like a curly redheaded guy in this yeah. like yeah well okay let's let's dive right in because i don't even i, I think people just assume like they know what we're talking about i don't think we even said what movie <laughs> i mean i would i would assume if you clicked on the episode i mean every episode <laughs> is someone's you know. first but you know what you're here for uh tonight as voted in by our big screen sports patreon group we are covering days and confused the 1993 high school comedy written and directed by richard Linklater. The Adventures of High School and Junior High Students on the Last Day of School in May 1976. It starred Jason London, Wiley Wiggins, and Matthew McConaughey, and a whole bunch of other people. At a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, gets five stars on Letterboxd from such noted luminaries as me. Uh, and it spawned the spiritual sequel, Everybody Wants Some, about 20 years later, which is my favorite baseball movie of the last 10 years. But Caroline, I'll I'll kick it to you as this was a movie that you experienced for the first time. You did not go to a small town high school. Richard Linklater nope. is not your favorite. So I I don't dislike I him. know. I I'm, yeah. Just... But when you, you know, watching this for the first time, yeah. you know, in your 30s, not a, not as yes. a high schooler, you're not no. I cuz I saw this for the first time like on FX with commercials or on TNT. <laughs> this is a movie that I've seen. I realized when I was watching it, I've seen this movie like 50 times. I've seen the beginning maybe twice. Like it's, I oh, wow. always, I always catch it during, during a uh, cable run. So what was your experience? First time watching days and confused. Um, I didn't hate it. <laughs> it's maybe not for me. It's me. I am not the target audience perhaps. Um, I kind of found myself throughout wishing I was watching Can't Hardly Wait, which I think is a movie that I watched in a time where if I had watched this around the same time, I would have had more of a, um, I just, it wasn't, uh, an experience that I lived and I kind of at times was like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, where are we going? What is what is the point? Um, I thought that that part was a little frustrating for me because I'm just like, all right, I just, I'm, I wasn't super invested in like the success of Cole Hauser and Ben Affleck and the collection of bros on the football team, football team, yes. right? They weren't the, baseball, the football they were football. Um, tracking down junior high kids to beat the shit out of them. That was a weird vibe. You know what I mean? Like the fact that they seem to come, I understand it was the last day of school, um they seemed to like come and go as they pleased uh to the point where they like over a loudspeaker told the junior high they were all going to like beat them up and the teachers know the do the teacher used like a i think what would that be like vietnam, Viet vietnam yeah because he mentioned the jungle and he was like 50 of us are going out and 25 are coming back and i was like that doesn't seem like the right lesson to tell these kids that are asking you to leave early so they don't get the shit kicked out of them by grown adults um music was great though great great music so this movie much like everybody wants some is just a vibe 
And I do think that if you ever revisit it and you're on cable and you're just watching it, like it's just a hang. There's no purpose. For me, I I love that. I love and the more I watch it, and I, I feel the same way about everybody once I'm I'm going to I'm just like I'm committing to it. I'm just gonna be lumping these together. <laughs> that I just I love being around these people and because it my high school experience certainly was not exactly like this. One, because I went in the yeah. late two thousands and not in fucking nineteen seventy six when there were no rules. <laughs> what? <laughs> but but there were certainly similarities and like yeah. the driving around the let's find a field nope. to drink beer in like stuff like it for me. Yeah. See that for me, it, it hit and that I a love a lot of DUIs in this movie. A lot of like DUIs. One constant, one constant DUI, Listen, whether it was weed or alcohol, just one long DUI. We're not worried about finding a designated driver in this movie. That is the one thing that no one has. No one has thought about who's, who's sober, who <laughs> should have the keys. Beer, just loose beers, loose, loose trunk of beer. But I think, with this i think the reason i like it when i come back to it and it, this and everybody wants some is i think because these are lived experiences by richard linklater yeah. that they feel very authentic a lot of the conversations a lot of just the the mantras and the mindsets of these characters feel very similar because it's just like high school bullshit and most of these people no one will remember this night in 10 years it is not going to be that big a deal but they're, you know, it's that high school thing where you're still just trying to figure out who you actually are. And like plot yeah. twist, none of you are going to know for another 10 years. So it's like just yeah. just Wooderson pretty much knows who he is at this point. The, the uh, just out in the open hazing was. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, that I mean, like, that is that is men, women, all of it. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that they is were tough. just like, we are going to the, see and oh, the mustard thing. I would have like. No. The mustard thing uh-huh. was a nightmare. That that is something so I like keeping clean. I like having clean hands. Yeah, I have... that that would have been would have been tough when they were me. going through the car wash. I was like, you ladies are not doing enough to like actually clean the stuff off of you. <laughs> like that would I would have been like, hold on, it's still. Can you go through one more time? Like it's still on my shirt and I smell like mustard. I can't. I just can't. You need to get it off of me. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Caroline, I will kick to you to say Hall of Fame mm-hmm. All Star Starter or Benchwarmer Sports Movie. I think I've made my feelings. I feel like this. This is a Hall of Fame Sports Hall of Fame High School movie for me. I love this movie. I. It's gonna be a Benchwarmer for me. <laughs> I think. I think you're gonna need to revisit it. I, I'm gonna. I'm I gonna just... convince you at some point. Like I'm gonna start doing what Ryan does when Speed is on. I'm gonna start texting you like Caroline. Days of Confuse is on. I just. Uh... <sighs> Yeah, like I think if I'm doing like high school movies, I'm going like like I said, can't hardly wait. Clueless. Clueless like, is a, a great high school like, movie. Yeah, there's a bunch more. I think high school, like uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, those will probably be like those are probably my top three high school movies. About to say um, you're like you're throwing out next year's rom com month lineup. Yeah, early. buddy, let's go. We had a very intense text chain today where we were demanding things that we wanted to see next year. The rom com lineup um, has pretty much already been set. Like we'll have yeah, we'll has. have room for yeah. the patron pick, and then everything else is pretty set in yeah. stone. Yeah, we're we're all we're all locked in, folks. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, like I just again because it wasn't remote, and I grew up overseas, especially for this time frame. I spent well, I did my freshman year of high school in Germany, and then like Northern Virginia in the two thousands. Like this was not remotely close to. I was a goody two shoes. I still am. Like I didn't smoke i didn't drink in high school so like none of it like the the let's just drive around vibe was also not like 
I don't know. I'd like to think I had a good, like, I had a good high school experience, but I just wasn't like this just you know I, it just wasn't relatable for me um i liked everybody wants some more um maybe that's glenn powell who knows maybe um may maybe um, but yeah i just didn't connect with this one a lot that was kind of like the um my issue with it and it's i i don't think it's a bad movie like it's well made the music's great the acting's great like it just wasn't one where I found myself like, can't wait to watch that again. And it, um, and so. That's a really valid point. <laughs> no, that's a valid point though, because like, if yeah. you don't connect with it, like, cause this movie is just yeah. a vibe. It's not it's like we're watching vibe, this. Right. It's not like we're watching this diligent plot. It's not like we're watching like a heist movie where it's like, everything's got to work. It's more like, do you like hanging out with these people? Cause it makes you feel a certain thing. And like, for me, well, I really like this movie and I kind of I had forgotten how much I enjoyed it because I had put so many of my eggs in the everybody wants some bandwagon because yeah. everybody wants some for me, especially like with college baseball and just everything is like I just love spending that those hundred minutes with that team. And it makes me it makes me, you know, who do you who do you like in this movie? In this movie? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> There's really, I would say there's really only like one true villain bad person. And I think it's maybe a couple. (laughs) I I think Affleck is like the one it's like, dude, and even but even they don't like Affleck. Like he's so unlikable. His efficiency rate in this movie is like, it's the, what is it? Is the, um, what is the graphic where it's like when someone comes in and just puts up numbers like the NBA one, he just very little screen time and just comes out blazing um i think i texted you with first time he came on screen because he just rolls up and um y'all ready to bust some ass (laughs) it's like the first thing he says and i think every time he talks he's swearing and so yeah he was a he was a complete dick and such a loser that's i think that's like more yeah, sorry, go ahead. You were telling me who you liked. I mean, he I... Boy, yeah, he's a villain, yes. Yeah, so all these kids, like, you look at them as high schoolers. Like, they all are going to have their faults. Like, we don't... We're obviously supposed to root for Randall Pink Floyd, but even he has his downsides. Like, he seemingly kind of cheats on his girlfriend, who are not... Is that is that the London guy? Yeah, like, Jason. I'm going to need you to, like, give me other descriptors because the names are not going to do it. So that is Jason That is Jason London, our uh, Randall Randall Pink Floyd. Great QB nickname. Um, yeah. You're you're there for, for Mitch Kramer having... So Mitch Kramer is the only person who will all, always remember this night. He is the only character because, like, him yeah. as graduating is junior high... Is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt light? Yes, that is just... Yeah, okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt market corrected this kid. <laughs> um, I also have a theory. So Jason London has a, the tw- his twin brother, Jeremy London, and I have this... Yeah. I worked this theory when we did Out Cold that they're just... Love out cold. Uh, but they're just I've seen that like twice. There wasn't enough room for two Londons, and had there been one London, I think that London would have had a better career than both Londons have had. So, uh, oh, yeah, they kind of so now I'm wondering if I um, am confusing who's in what thing, but um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Between the Londons, I mean, yeah, the so yeah, God, they, they kind of t- terrible, movies. oh, yeah, and they kind of took parts that the other could do and yeah it's and like it's really fun watching mcconaughey cook even though his character is extremely problematic like it's i mean he 
two years after this movie comes out, he headlines a movie like he beca- Hollywood anoints him a star. And from the, it was it this like the breakout. This, or this like, was his breakout. So if we get into the IMDb trivia, weird, the, weird. Uh, this was the Oscar. This was the debut movie for two Oscar winners. I challenge you to find them. Did you the debut for two Oscar? So are you mean like there are there more than two Oscar winners in this movie? There's only I think there's only two. OK. And it's their first. So Ben Affleck won an Oscar, didn't he? No, uh, no, Argo won. Argo won an Oscar. Well, Argo I guess won, but in- so debut for two acting Oscar winners because Affleck won the Oscar for screenwriting, and then Argo won for best picture. So I think McConaughey has one. McConaughey has one. He got one for Dallas Buyers Club. And hold on, now I got to go back to the this one. You will not get. It's not even uncredited debut. Oh, uncredited. Uh, credited debut? as girl in the blue truck. We see her holding up a beer bong. Renee Zellweger is in this movie. What? Yes. I, for a second, I was like, is it Mila Jovovich? No. Because she's fantastic. Jo- Jovo- Did I do Jovovich? Also, um, shout out to Joey Lauren Adams, who looks she's flawless. And she is and she's someone I root for. In this. She's great. And she she's gorgeous. See, here's her the thing. There's too many. Better. Here's. I know that this is not, we're not at what didn't work for you. There are too many people in this movie because you didn't give the people that I wanted to see more of a chance to shine. And I wanted to see more of her. And this is, I think the first thing I texted you was like, boys are so dumb. It's just like a high school thing. Like it's the, she clearly wants to hang out with it. Is she the girlfriend? This is what I mean, Kyle. This is why I think this is why I didn't connect with it. I needed more information. I'm too much of a planner and an organizer to have this many people doing that much random shit without more information on everybody. Was she the girlfriend that he made out with the other chick? And I like how the other chick was like, we can't do that. Like hook up. You have a girlfriend, but the making out was cool. Like I just, there's so many things where I was like, I just, I need, I need some boundaries here. I need some rules. So I believe his girlfriend, Pink's girlfriend, we're led to believe is Simone, who is played by Joey Lauren Adams, who is the star of Big Daddy. She has Sandler's yes. love interest in Big Daddy. I yes. believe they are. But then are everyone together. calls her a slut in this movie. I was like, y'all need to relax on the like seventies were wild. Seventies were wild. Um, my girl. There is some incredible casting IMDb trivia in this incredible like, oh, I bet. you thought this movie had a lot of people it almost had a lot more people oh my god there's too many people vince vaughn auditioned for benny but was turned I'm down not, if you if you told me he was also roaming around in the background <laughs> would have believed you uh like, that, that was the cole hauser role he auditioned for the cole hauser role okay um actually that would have been perfect yeah i got it we already cool. talked about renee zellweger uh the That's wild the joey lord uh, or the um the uh, Michelle Burke, the Jody Kramer, Jody Kramer was who we were talking about. You were talking about Joey Lauren Adams. I was talking about Jody Kramer, who was the girl that Pink made out with. See, we're we're, okay. we're crossing with Mars. the denim on denim, who's yes. the older brother, older sister of the Joseph Gordon-Levitt knockoff. Yes, yeah, so that that is Jody okay. Kramer. Uh, Ashley Judd auditioned for that role. Oh. Yeah, yes, that would have been good. How did they, how did how did these people not get these roles? I don't know, but I thought I thought Jody Kramer is really good. As she did um, again. We got very little of everybody, and right. so we like got really great performances, but just not enough. You're like, yeah, she was great too. I saw her for 14 seconds. Yeah, I mean, she it's certainly like-, like an ensemble movie, but at the same time, none of these people were anything. They met Matthew McConaughey at a bar, 
and that's yeah, how he got Parker casted. Parker Posey. Park, yeah, um, Parker Posey's in this. So the casting, yeah. the film's casting assistant said that the following people auditioned for the movie. Mark Ruffalo, Hilary Swank, Will Wheaton, Mackenzie Aston, Jared Leto, Elizabeth Berkley, Denise Richards, Vince Vaughn, Alicia Silverstone, and Kirsten Dunst. Wow. A lot of people. Again, could have been in it. Never would have known. A lot of people. <laughs> um, a lot of people. This last one. Uh, so Mila Jovovich and Sean Andrews, who, who played her boyfriend in the movie, uh, Pickford, uh, eloped to Las Vegas and got married. And Jovovich was only 16. Her mother had the marriage annulled. She eloped with whoops? The guy who was playing her boyfriend, Pickford. The guy who was supposed to have the house party. Oh, so he looks familiar too. Also, Tara, that was like, I honestly, that was probably my favorite bit was the parents packing the trunk, the mom packing the trunk, her being like that the the when they first got there, the plan was great, where they're like, Oh, is he here? Like, what's the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then um the dad coming through them going up then the beard keg delivery guy coming too early and the dad canceling the trip <laughs> this is the most and dad then answering shit the door every time like someone and they just like run off i did i very much enjoyed that bit okay how old was he when he married 16 year old milajovic that i don't know i do believe he was a legal adult though uh Gross. so the the big thing still? the big thing with this and the thing i pulled from the trivia and i, I read some stuff about it too was that character was supposed to have a bigger role. He was supposed to get a lot of the screen time that Matthew McConaughey's character got. But He's 22, by the way. Ugh, that's gross. But him and Jason London did not get along and actually fought at one point. And so a lot of the movie was kind of rewritten or re- reshot to where it gave McConaughey that time to shine. So if that guy doesn't fuck that up, we might not get the Matthew McConaughey career that we eventually get because this is like, this is the start of this. Matthew McConaughey does this movie and three years later, he's doing a time to kill. He's the the star of a time to kill. And then we're just the sweatiest movie I've ever seen. Just everyone in that movie is dripping sweat, shining at all moments, dripping sweat. That's wild. I did love Adam Goldberg, um, who I know he's more things, but for me, I will always remember him as Eddie from friends. Eddie which, from friends. Sorry, folks. I'm really sorry that that's the reference because I'm with you. I don't think friends is like that great of a sitcom. It's not as funny as you know it's not a legendary funny show but i've also watched it billions of times now and ross sucks so i'm just getting that out there just pushing my agenda for me uh for me he's mellish from saving private ryan also good that's the fun that's the fun thing about this movie though if you go through the cast and it's like who is this who is this actor to you and they've got he pulled so many people who are talented and go on to have great careers. And very few of them are this character. The only one for me, it is, it is Jason London is Randall Pink Floyd. Like for me, it, that edges out his care, Rick Rambis in uh, in out cold, just narrowly edges him out. And then the guy who plays Don, one of his, it's like the group, it's like him and Cole Hauser and you know the the other football player Don the guy in the overall Sasha Jensen uh he for me I did not like him he is did not like him he is this for me he is either this or he is uh the bad boyfriend in Halloween 4 who gets his fucking face broken by Michael Myers uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen Halloween 4 folks but everyone else is probably 
is like relevant enough that I think of them for a different role, which is kind of cool. Like even Matthew McConaughey, like Wooderson is this famous role that he kicked off, but like Matthew McConaughey, you almost don't even think of him as a role. Yeah. That feels like he just kind of walked by on set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like he was actually doing those things. They're like, let's just keep it in. Yeah. Um, McConaughey and Affleck are just like, they are them. They have reached the point the where the Affleck appearance is just <laughs> wild shit, Kyle. It's wild. Like, I think that was the first thing I texted you was like, Affleck is in this? Yeah. Because um, he was in the, he's in the like little still on Amazon, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, that is, um, that too is like the, hey, look, Ben Affleck's in this movie and he's got like yeah. a, a handful of screen time. I need to figure out how old that guy in the overalls was because that was the thing too. Like, I was like, these, everyone in this movie looks either like they could be like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt knockoff looked like he was 12 and then the guy in the overalls looked like he had a mortgage and three kids <laughs> like there was no consistency when it came to like um like how old people were what high school movie has done that the best like who actually feels like i i will say like clueless they, they i was going like to say clueless yeah um, i i would believe that otherwise uh, I think actually I will say I think 10 Things I Hate About You does pretty well because Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks young in that movie. Yeah, and so does um, uh, his buddy who's uh, who, David Krumholtz who's also in Oppenheimer. So now there's a great He's also still. In, in the Santa Claus. Yes. So he's that's what I listed in his what you know him from. Um, there's a great still of from that movie of Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, Crumholds and Heath Ledger that have all now been in Christopher Nolan movies. That's exciting. That makes <laughs> and me it's happy. wild. I thought because the the joke in the movie is that Heath Ledger looks older than high school. Like mm-hmm. they address that in the movie. So I think like that felt very high school. Yeah. Can't hardly wait. Did not. That felt like they had a bunch of twenty five year olds. No. I like, mean, nothing does it worse than Greece. Greece is the <laughs> oldest. The oldest. Soccer Channing <laughs> yes. was in her thirties. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me right now, but like, yeah, no, they were like, I think Stoggard Channing was pretty bad, but all of the like guys, the T-Birds, Sonny is the one that I go back to and he just, it looks like the, (laughs) how do you do fellow kids meme? He's got the full five o'clock shadow. (laughs) They look so old in that movie. I love Greece. We're doing Greece at some point. Greece is a sports movie. Greece has. I was going to say that actually might be my like in my Mount Rushmore of high school movies, even though they look like they're 45. I love Greece (laughs) and Greece has a street racing scene. It has a football pep rally. It has uh, some bad track. Yeah, it has the Danny Zuko sports montage track. Have we done? um, Have you done Billy Madison? No. And. You just you say the word. <laughs> Have you done Happy Gilmore? Yes, but okay. Happy Gilmore is one of those ones. I I look at everything pre-COVID as rife for being yeah. done again. Everything's ready for a re- yeah yeah the all the That's all fair. the pre-COVID episodes and just things I love like I want to do another episode and everybody wants some even though I think I did that last year. I just <laughs> I just want to do it again. I did that one. I was going to say like anything pre-Alex and Carol. I don't think yeah I don't do. yeah I don't think you did that Dibs one. Dibson, I absolutely did. Why else? Oh, wait. I just bullied you into watching it. <laughs> yeah, you did. You just bullied me into watching it. 
<laughs> I really thought I talked about that movie for a long time. Nope. Um, we can change that though. We can do it again. Because I keep trying to get you to let me do Roadhouse. <laughs> what? What is this? You keep trying to. I would love to do Roadhouse. <laughs> would... So good. What is this like? Wait, when have you movie. said let's do Roadhouse? I feel like I've said this a few times. Didn't you already do it? And you're like, oh, we've done that one before. No, no, no. You haven't done Roadhouse. No, what am I and I of? love Roadhouse. Bloodsport was it? Bloodsport. Have done Bloodsport, but again, that okay, was pre-COVID. Maybe it was Bloodsport. Yeah, I think maybe. <laughs> we have to do. I really want to do Gran Turismo when it comes out. We can do another like do in it. the theater one because I'm telling you guys that movie is so good. I really enjoyed it. It's a sports movie. Sorry. All anyway. movies are sports movies. Um, <laughs> All movies are sports. Let's movies. take a quick ad break and then we're going to get back with with three up. <laughs> we're going to reset this. <laughs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. We're back with three up. Caroline, what is the what is the main thing? What is the first thing that worked for you about this movie? The music. The music fucking um, slot. Reportedly so one good. sixth of the budget was spent acquiring the rights to 1970s hits on the soundtrack. Everybody wants some is the same way too. That soundtrack yeah. also slaps. Um it's just it's such a good So what it was made in ninety three and it's set in seventy six, is that right? Yes. Um it was just such a good, like, you know what's wild that I don't really want to think about too hard? Is that's essentially like if someone made a movie about like 2006 right now. Yeah. Don't want to do it. Don't. That's, yeah, that's, that's tough. tough. That's, that's really tough. Because um, you're like, the 70s. Ooh. Um, and so I think, like, there were a couple, too, that were great because they actually songs that I learned or heard of first from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, um, cherry bomb was one and there was one other one that was a guardians of the galaxy volume one i think um there's only two on there that were guardians but um that if i had seen this earlier when it came out i would have known those when guardians came out but <laughs> i learned them first but it's just it's such a great scene setter um and the i do always laugh at the uh now because of role models which is another one that i'm gonna make you do um and love role models oh my god it's probably one of my favorite comedies if not my favorite i think it's so underrated um when he when paul rudd does the like i can't rock and roll all day i can only i can give you like one to three it's part of every day <laughs> like so they played that song and i was like 
and part part of every and I was like nope that's not the lyric what it is to me now but yeah it's just such a good like scene setter mm-hmm. and it's the right choices throughout I just thought the music was like a was like another character and I, I think that's such a um you know I love music I listen to music nonstop. um lately like if I'm not if I stop thinking about something or it's quiet my brain immediately goes into I'm just Ken uh so that's been on repeat also by the way Kyle did I tell they you should, that the, they should have put the Ken song in here they should have <laughs> that um the Ryan Gosling version of Push is on one of the like extended albums no you didn't man it's so good watching watching Barbie as someone who likes Matchbox 20s Push was eye-opening <laughs> Eye-opening personal attack. I mean, that's how I felt about the 1995 BBC Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> personal attack. Very personal. <laughs> Are you so you're yeah, you're you... Colin Firth over Tom Wamscans? Yeah, I think so. They're both really good. If I don't have five hours to spare, I can do easily the Kira Knightley, um, Matthew McFadden version. But the the OG guy, you can get Colin Firth walking out of that weird pond. <laughs> Top notch. It's good shit. Oh my- but the best I found an account. This is so not related to anything. Unrelated to everything else. This is so not related um, to everything. Our new podcast. So not related to anything. There's like a Jane Austen like Twitter account that I found now because they were they were tweeting memes from Barbie. And there's one of Ken with the like fur jacket and the double pair of sunglasses. And it says, are the are the shades of my Mojo Dojo Casa house to be thus polluted? And it's one of the lines that Lady Catherine de Berg said. It's again like target audience of one. That the algorithm <laughs> the devil works hard, but the algorithm works harder. <laughs> and so I immediately, immediately followed that account. I was like, this is a hundred percent my vibe jane austen quotes over barbie memes is like yes please right up your you. alley but to bring it yeah. on back yeah, i do the love this i do love the music in this movie yeah i mean it <laughs> starts it starts with sweet emotion you're exactly right that it, it just it's yeah. another character in the movie and like it's a, yeah i mean sweet emotion free ride low rider paranoid slow ride i want to walk a lot of writing in, in a lot 70s of riding, music because yeah. apparently they, all they did was ride all around they did was ride movie. around yeah but it's i mean it's fitting it sets the scene um mm-hmm. We talked about the cast, like the the fact yeah. that he tabbed all these young actors who went on and did stuff. I, I still think everybody wants them will kind of turn out that way. Maybe not quite as much, but like Glenn Powell, Wyatt Russell leading the way there. But it's just for me, this, this movie is just all vibes. Hang out. And it's all you could. This with everybody wants some is the perfect double feature, like perfect yeah. sequel or original that rolls right into its its sequel. It is it just perfectly captures Texas high school vibes. First day of summer. You can tell that link later lived it. I, I love this. I, I love it so much. What else works for you? What's your, I will say, I know his character is predatory. Fucking McConaughey <laughs> McConaughey were like, I, I, cause I was waiting for him to show up. Cause Jack, this is also the first time Jacqueline watched the movie. So I was waiting for her mm-hmm. to like, experience because she had the same reactions oh this is where that's from this is where that's from yeah yeah, and i was like i was waiting to be like yeah you know he's kind of a predator in this movie or whatever and like i just found myself like he's he's magnetic he's so good in this movie he's so easy hey i've been man hey man he's car 
You know Wooderson? Oh. How's it going, man? Hey. Pretty good. How's it going with you? Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Stone charismatic like all the time um again this is actually i've told alex and i have told lots of stories about our calm sleep app habits and she listens to the killian murphy one like almost every night i listen to harry styles one the reason i got the app was because there was an ad or something i saw that like he does a story um for the calm sleep app and it was the first one i listened to it was great but the problem with him doing one is i wanted to listen to the rest of it (laughs) And I'm not saying I don't for my my sweet, sweet Harry Styles, but like he felt like he was telling me like a story that I had to follow along with. And because he just he it's that he brings you in like he just is that magnetic personality. And I thought he pulled off the clothes, the best of the guys, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Like he could wear those jeans and it worked for him. Yeah. The hair could use some two some tussling 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 the hair wasn't his mix best. it up a bit yeah the hair was not his best i don't i i didn't hate the mustache didn't hate the mustache i mean i I'm not gonna lie i get you. mustache envy when i see a good mustache and that was that was I'm, one of the ones i think like i didn't hate it he's so it was again it is the everybody wants some parallel of he was not the main character but every time he was on screen it's and i I kind of wonder if I would have seen this when it came out because I think people reacted this way of being like, Oh, that's the guy. That's the person. That's like, yeah, that's the charisma. Right. What there. was it? It's I, I haven't seen American graffiti before, but I feel like it's the same way people talk about Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming out of that where it's kind of like this, because McConaughey's, how old is he in this movie? He's not. He's like, in his early twenties. He was still in college. Yeah. I think he was like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, because they he was at a, he was still at UT. That's how they discovered him. Was filmed in Austin. Oh, see, he. But the thing is, I was going to say he looks older, but not in a way where it's like because he looks like he's looked his entire career. Mm-hmm. Like this is just what he looks like, and that's incredible for him because he's he's very handsome. Very. He's, he's very, and I just think of. I don't know why, but I always think of Interstellar with him. Is that weird? Yeah. So, so good, though. So, so good. we did Angels in the Outfield last week. And we're <laughs> the one that's to- impossible to find, despite it being a Disney movie. Literally had to say I haven't my- seen that in forever. And your little recap where it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it did make me want to watch again. Is that weird? I can say I bought the DVD. I'll send it to you. I can play it in my Xbox. <laughs> it is. I, I had to play it on my PlayStation. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we we were talking about McConaughey, and because he does he does this, and then he he gets the role in Angels in the Outfield, and then he's starring, you know, then he, then he's I off for the races. He was in that. Yeah, yeah, he's Incredible. he's like the left field. He's the first person who gets carried by angels, Matthew McConaughey. Aww. But it's just he he gets almost no time to shine in that movie. But in this one, it's just so apparent. And I would think that even if I didn't know what the future was going to hold for him that you can see this movie and be like of all these people this guy has it yeah um yeah and I'm, i agree with that it's interesting i'm not sure that affleck character wasn't dissimilar to some of affleck's characters like some of his louder more obnoxious types like you could even see like 
the character from Gone Girl when he's like angry and shitty. You could see that that is a direct descendant to. Yeah, uh, I got the most vibes of like um, Good Will Hunting, like his like loud, brash best friend Mm -hmm. vibes. Like that's where more way more just a little more loyal than this guy and fucking Don. But um, McConaughey leading the leading the cast is really good. I will say I thought Jason London was really good. Like you watch this and you're kind of like he was good. Yeah, you're kind of like I. Could have seen better things happening for him. Like looked handsome, looked the part. Um, probably like one of the first athletes who realizes that his coach can't actually do shit because he needs him to win. <laughs> like they wouldn't be That's on him like trip. this if they didn't need him to win. So I, one of the first athletes <laughs> to stick it to his coach. McGon- I'm looking at McConaughey's like filmography. It is fascinating, by the way. Oh, it's amazing. He has been in some really really good movies, and he has been in some utter trash. Oh. For sure. Do you remember Reign of Fire? <laughs> Caroline, <Sorry>. you tell me when. <laughs> <laughs> you when you say Ma- the word, Ma- yeah. the, you know who else is in that movie? Christian Bale yeah. is the lead in that movie. That is a Christian what? Bale. Yes, and Matthew oh McConaughey's in it for like a, it's a small burst. He's this crazy yeah. bald guy who fights dragons. The way he goes out in that movie is insane. Yeah, angels in the outfield. The best is that they list his like Lincoln commercial in here. Love that. Yeah. So um, he goes on. If you're looking at the Rotten Tomatoes, he goes on a, a rotten run that starts with Reign of Fire. So listen, it's a rotten run, but Reign of Fire. Yes. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes. Sahara. Is that a rotten one? Yeah. How to lose a guy in 10 days is rotten yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. 42%. Get out of here, you clowns. Sahara. Okay. Sahara is too long, yeah. but it slaps. I don't know if I've seen that. Two for the money. That's actually a sports movie. Uh, failure to launch. Um, yeah. We are Marshall. That that movie actually sucks. Um, <laughs> it sucks. Then he then he's Tropic Thunder and did I think I texted you about the Lincoln Lawyer? Oh, love it! I am all in on Lincoln Lawyer. Have you watched the show? No, but I've on watched Netflix? I've watched Lincoln also good. Not as McConaughey good, but Lincoln Lawyer is great. I've watched Lincoln Lawyer on cable like six times. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's love it. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Uh, and then he gets into Magic Mike, and then we start doing the McConaissance. He wins the Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. You know, uh, True Detective is around that time. But cold. it all started here. It all it all started yeah, here. Yeah, that's so fascinating to me. Um, I think the other thing that works for me, and this is actually going to be specific to the ladies, the styling. I thought the styling was... the the. The women looked great in this movie. Is that a weird thing to say? No, or, I thought. Yeah, especially like they all look great. Mila Jovovich was gorgeous. Um, Parker Posey looked great. The older sister character looked great. We know, yeah, um, Jody. We noticed that that jean jacket and that whole outfit she wore was actually similar to what Harry Styles wore one of the nights we saw him. So that was fun. Oh, there you go. Yeah, how about <laughs> well, that? and that's what I think. It's such a cool. This is where it's a little bit different. Like. I think the seventies for guys sucked like not great, but I think the seventies for women style wise was actually kind of fun. Like there's some fun pieces, like a lot of it's still pretty bad. Like there's not a lot in the movie, but like for some of it, it was just like high waisted jeans, bell bottoms with like a tucked in tank top and like good hairstyling. I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm liking it. That's, yeah. That's good. Jody Kramer's yeah. outfit could work. She could go out in that tonight. And it, it, it was, was essentially, cool. Uh, the denim version of not to bring Barbie back into it, but Barbie's um, Malibu beach outfit, exactly. like the pink. Yeah. The vest and the bell bottoms. So. Exactly. 
Um, you know? The last thing I want to want to touch on that worked, uh, the set pieces are very simple and perfect. Like I love how it just it kind of hops from the especially once once night falls where it's there at the top notch like burger burger joint, the pinball pool hall, the moon tower like that, the field and then and then the football field. It's like v- just very simple hangout movie and people are kind of coming and going. And I actually I know it's kind of it was kind of disorienting. It's like, wait, they're driving here, then they're driving here. But I actually just so like I liked the hangout vibes of people just coming and going. They're at the pool hall a couple times. They go make a beer run. They go drive around. Like, I I enjoy commit that several aspect. crimes commit quite a few crimes, <laughs> quite a few crimes, quite a few crimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's get to the strikeout. The worst or most head scratching aspect of this movie. I will, I will leave it to you. Um, where I, and it's just like, for me, I needed them to be doing something. <laughs> like you're not here for a hangout. You guys go commit a heist or something. <laughs> Put some plans needed- in motion. I needed so and this is where again I don't mean this I don't mean to keep like comparing it one to one for can't hardly wait but that's to me like if I want can't hardly wait and I know that they actually got to have the party and so it's a different thing but can't hardly wait he had a mission he had a mission to tell Jennifer Love Hewitt that he was in love with her like it was the last day of high school like that was the thing um and then you still got like the side stories and the side characters and like all these things but there was like a thing for me they did not get me to give a shit about whether or not he signed that paper because like, it just kind of was like, why do I care? And it was a little unclear. The like hazing vibes were super weird (laughs) just because like, why do the seniors give a shit? Like you're leaving. That's the thing I would. Well, so this was the seniors were this year were the, next year's seniors so the rising the, seniors it was the rising seniors to the rising freshmen except for affleck's character who apparently has failed his senior year and is coming back and is doing it again like, i just it was a very weird like again different time just the idea that like everyone was aware of and cool of the fact that like 18 17 18 year olds were just beating up like 14 year olds as like ritual was was like a weird vibe like again the teacher being like well you know what some some folks die um <laughs> so i think that was more that was probably the biggest strikeout for me is like i i need a movie to be more than just like a hang like i need you to do something um and i needed way less of the guy with the like page boy cap backwards with like the i think it was a weed shirt the long-haired so this is where you this is your hottest take because slater is a beloved kind of stoner character kind of an iconic is is this what's gonna get me canceled this is what's gonna get you canceled i think people rory cochran like who has been in a ton he's been in argo yeah i really like him he's very talented i did not connect with that character at all and i just don't have a huge interest in like the long like high rantings like that and that's like a very high school set movie like trope like that happens in a lot of these like where the person's like oh no because then i saw like the aliens man it's the government like one of those like and i'm good for like one of those but there were just too many like, there's too many of those i just wasn't um and yeah the martha just, washington I, rant is iconic. Love the Martha Washington <laughs> rant. George Tote Weed. Yeah. Absolutely George Tote Weed. Are you kidding me, man? He even feels of that stuff, yeah. man. That's what I'm talking about. 
fields. He grew that shit up in Mount Vernon, man. Mount Vernon, man. He grew it all over the country, man. He had people growing it all over the country, you know? The whole country back then was getting hot. Let me tell you, man, because he knew. He was on to something, man. He knew that it would be a good cash crop for the southern states, man. And so he grew fields of it, man. But you know what? Behind every good man, there's a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big fat bowl waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man. <laughs> just, yeah, that's where... Um, and it's just, there's some of the stuff where if I had seen this when I was... 20 it didn't it doesn't it doesn't age terribly but it doesn't age particularly well Mm -hmm. i think is probably there's nothing like again we've talked about mcconaughey's character who's supposed to be like probably the same thing like 20 Mm -hmm. he's not in college right or he didn't finish high school no he did what was that conversation i think i'm going back to school no he's yeah so he was thinking about going back to junior college but he's working for the working for the city getting a little money in his pocket getting money in his pocket giving him the the kid the idea of like what to say to the um convenience store guy um so we're like to believe that he's 20 21 talking about 17 year olds like not great it's not great not great but it's it's not the 45 talking about 16 which is still also not great it's just i don't you know what i mean like it's, so it wasn't it's that like the making the girls go propose to the high, like the seniors that was, was the, that was the only thing that i was like this is uncomfy and i could do without this like because that was weird yeah. and then the, the guy said something i like if we get into my my strikeout besides that wiley wiggins uh which, who's that? He is. He's Mitch. He's Mitch Kramer. He's the the freshman oh, okay. who has the night of his life. Cannot pitch. Yeah. Lied to Richard Linklater saying he could pitch, and they had to find a stunt double. So it was very obvious that he could not pitch. Uh, That's hilarious. Li- lying to Richard Linklater, bold move. But um, the the car, specifically the Anthony Rapp and Eddie from Friends characters, the Adam Goldberg characters. Mm-hmm. I just find myself I, watching it. I'm just like. I understand that not everyone in high school could be the cool football players or be like the creepy older guy who's incredibly charismatic, like Wooderson, that there are guys like Eddie who wants to be or Eddie from friends who wants to be like an ACLU lawyer and all this stuff and has all these ideas. But I didn't really want to spend time with him. And that's yeah. every, every second like, spent yeah. with him. I was like, man, what's McConaughey up to? I would love that's what I'm saying where there's too many people in this movie like because there was that whole interaction where like he got into that fight with a guy that I also don't care about who was the other guy that looked way too old for whatever situation this was that was the thing dude if you pour a beer on someone's head and then sucker punch them you better be ready for that smoke and you better if he kicks your ass you better like you better be able to take it. And Eddie is, I, we keep calling him Eddie from friends. Adam yeah, Goldberg's character is, is just, is just yeah. a complete little bitch. And he's, he's yeah. a tough hang. He's the toughest hang in the movie. He's a tough, he's a tough hang. I did appreciate in the end where I was like, Oh, that's Giovanni Rubisi's sister. Cause I don't, can't imagine there's many people named Rubisi. Um, yeah, if we had a tough yeah, hang category, a, it's that guy. Yeah. And again, again you know, again, I'm going to keep saying this. How, like, can't hardly wait. This makes me want to watch Can't Hardly Wait. That was the like um redheaded girl in the in the Seth Green type thing. But I think that they were able to build those into characters that you actually this was that was my biggest issue, I think, is that they didn't build anyone's care one character out enough that I cared enough to follow them to hang. Like 
they just jumped to too many people mm-hmm. um and i i didn't i just couldn't latch on to um follow on this journey like i was kind of like oh we're here now oh we're here now okay cool like i also you know it's it's again you know and this is where you can say it's not for me and that's totally fine again i think it was a well-made movie well acted like i get it's not the worst thing i've ever seen it's just like i don't this is one that i was like this is i am not the target audience um so i'm not going to sit here and be like it's terrible this is the worst thing like i can't believe people like this um i'm not the target audience i I didn't relate to it was similar how we talked about almost famous i think where it's like i didn't relate to the teen boy at the center of it and that's totally fine because i was never a teen boy i didn't have those like feelings and those teen boy things those teen boy things of trying to fit in and like be cool and like you know get in with the cool crowd and I, i did i liked that um london was like inviting to him Mm -hmm. and like hey come hang even though if that was like let's go break a lot of laws and you're gonna go break some bowling ball through the back of a car that was a lot of stuff break some laws with this kid yeah it is great to see when pink is inviting him out like being the nice guy we we enjoy that yeah but it's funny you mentioned this you you said almost almost famous was something that right away i'm just i love this movie with I, this and Everybody Wants Some, I actually needed multiple watches. My second watch of Everybody Wants Some, my first watch, I was like, oh, I think I like that. Like, that was pretty good. My yeah. second watch was, oh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it does <laughs> It does help to spend more time with these people and learn kind of some of the intricacies and what's going on. And you, I like, I had a much better sense, obviously, of what's going on in this movie than you did, but I've also seen it a million times. Yeah. So I'm picking yeah. I'm picking up what's going on. I don't have to I don't have to hone in on everything because a lot of the stuff is just in passing. And it it is a movie where to borrow from my favorite movie podcast, like it is rewatchable. It is it is yeah. just it, it's something you can throw on repeat. It was it did those cable runs, it became this cult classic, became like a VHS DVD that everyone would have. So it fits in that. I do have a couple things for 3 down that just need to be addressed. Yeah. One of the most unrealistic things in movie history. Ooh. In a movie that I think I think this is authentic, the experience is clearly lived. Unrealistic. The, the, the guys, Mitch's friends are at the middle school dance and they're not having a good time. And they're like, Hirschfelder, we need to leave. They go get him. And this kid is getting what's got to be the first makeout session of his life. Like oh, going 100%. at it. That kid is not, he leaving. is, this is what I mean when he I text is fucking you I handcuffing like, himself to that couch and he is never leaving. Yeah. That's why I text you the very beginning when, um, the big daddy lady who's lovely again, um, Joey Lauren Adams. Yes. I go on to say Lauren first, but Joey Lauren Adams is like asking the guy like what they're going to do the night. Like, I'm like, whatever she wants to do, <laughs> you should be saying yes. Like, I don't understand what you, I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. So that's like the same thing where I was like, what are these guys doing? Yeah. He, he's not <laughs> going to high school boys doing like, yeah, he, he's, he's making out with that girl until either she leaves or he gets locked. Yeah. There's only two, he two things there left to go get like paddled by Ben Affleck. It's a, <laughs> he should be so pissed at his friends. He was having the Ultimate. best night of his life. Bad decision. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Um, this is something that we were talking about in our text thread today that I referenced, but we've got definitely Affleck is referenced as a lineman, but I believe Cole Hauser and Sasha Jensen, they're they're like all linemen. These are like white they guys. They are not winning the state championship in 76. Who are sub, those is your sub 200, Absolutely. which is why in our text thread, I asked Mike, like how great Mike 
played Division One offensive line. <laughs> you might have heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> How great was it to line up against a future accountant on a Friday night and just know that you're going <laughs> to kick the shit out of him for 40 minutes? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. No, Cole Hauser's felt more like a corner maybe a linebacker depending on what league they're in yeah okay yeah because maybe a tight end it's interesting the football players that we we see pink and we know he's the quarterback but then we get sasha jensen cole hauser ben affleck and i think we're discerned we're to discern the alignment we also get melvin uh jason o smith who is is their their one black friend who didn't really do anything besides this but he seemed delightful i liked i liked him too and um yeah, so it it's like, you know, maybe he's just he's palling around with his offensive line, which we kind of love that. Yeah, we do love that. We do love to see QBs and OLs like just, you know, taking yeah. taking on life together. <laughs> yeah, none of these guys are going to Wisconsin though to play football. No, no, no one's, not. no one's in the Wisconsin alive room. Um, no. Did you have anything else that didn't work that you wanted to touch on? Um, I think those are my. Um, I'm, well, I'm, I, again, didn't smoke in high school and didn't like, but I'm pretty sure that all of the precautions that they took before opening the door for his dad were not remotely close to covering up like any sort of weed smell. Especially because his dad seemed like ex-military yeah, and like, that, that seemed like a guy who took no, no, he canceled his fucking weekend plans in order just to full house party. Just to keep you from having this party. Yeah. What a king. <laughs> Love that. I actually, I enjoyed his, his. It's on screen time. So best scene in this one is tough because there's not really scenes. It's just these extended. Yeah. It's more the the locations and the hangouts. And because we get a bunch of things going on at the, the pool hall, um, like the last day yeah. of school sequence is 10, 15 minutes long. Why? Did you ever go to a school where you took everything out of your locker and threw it in no, the hallways? No, uh, this movie, if what we're jumping f- to best time, worst time, the worst that? time, the janitors. Jan- janitorial staff at this high school had the Sucks. absolute worst time. Sucks. Why were they doing that? Stop doing that. That gave me such anxiety. I think that like it just started me off on a on a like stressed point because I was like, you got to take that stuff home, first of all. Like what are we doing? What, where did you get all these paper? Anyway, they yeah. obviously did not um, have the marketing, the anti-litter marketing campaign that we have now. That is don't mess with Texas. Now. They, that, I don't think that was there, <laughs> which is a total bummer. No, I'll, not. I'll kind of defer to you since you probably have fewer scenes that you enjoyed than me. <laughs> did you have a favorite scene or favorite moment of this one? Um, I think I like the pool hall. Pool hall is my favorite of the hangout spots. That's my favorite. Anything that's going on in there, I really enjoy. Also, like that would have been a very fun place to hang out in high school, especially if you could drink beer. It's funny. There is a dueling scene within everybody wants somewhere. They're hanging out at a similar place, just shooting pool and drinking beer. Yeah, I like the vibes of that one. I think. um, uh, And I didn't hate. Well, not that I hate the other parts, but I also kind of liked as much as we joked about the like. Are they just driving around? I kind of like the driving around scenes. Um, not the not the vandalism one, because again, that was kind of like, why are we doing this, guys? That's so unnecessary. With all that trash you just throw all over the street, like, why are we, why are we doing that? Um, I'm too old to watch this movie, Kyle. For the first time, <laughs> I'm too like that's these, a mess. Who's cleaning these that vandals. up? Vandals, <laughs> disgusting. Who's cleaning what that up? It? How is that? Like, who knows how much money the person whose back windshield you just broke has to repair that? He's the quarterback. He should be setting an example. 
Um, yeah, you were the team at leader. At the baseball um, game, when the old <laughs> Texas couple knows Randall and knows him as the starting Q- QB. That was very That was cute. very, very realistic, that too. Very like, oh, that's Randall Pink yeah. Floyd. He's our quarterback. That was very adorable. Um, yeah, I think those. There were a few scenes at the bonfire, the outside drinking part. Mm-hmm, the moon tower part. That I liked, but there were also like a lot of scenes there that I was really annoyed with, aka like the fight thing and all the stuff with Eddie and the um but and I just yeah, I kinda liked all of the um when people would run into Matthew McConaughey for the first time. Mm-hmm. Those were all ten out of ten. Yeah. He's um, thriving and it's if we're going in phases, it's kind of that pre party phase when they're all figuring yeah. out what the plan is for the night. They're at the top notch, they're at the pool hall, they're driving around. That is my favorite phase of the movie. I will say McConaughey really towards the end of the movie when they they go to the high school football field that's when mcconaughey makes his pitch for y'all hold my beer and i'm about to go be a star for the next 20 years let me let me do he does his you know you got to do what randall pink floyd wants to do man and the livin and the stuff that has followed him for the last 30 years he just he lets it go right there and that's like him ascending compared to everyone else in this movie. Man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice they're gonna try and make for you. You gotta do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. Let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules are gonna try to get you to follow. (laughs) You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. So, that's... I would say that's probably my favorite if it's something with dialogue, if it's just the vibes, and this is a vibes movie. Vibes pick. It's it's the pre-party. It was also his... Was it his walk-in song? The, like, here comes the story of the hurricane? Um, yes. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. I That scene spoke to me. Yeah. Again, he's got the strut down, the, the walk, the... That was excellent. Yeah, he's he's just... He's on fire. Um, okay, best quote. Parker Posey from the rooftops early. All right, you freshman fucks, listen up. Parker Posey. Yeah, that was pretty good. Was she again high it. efficiency? Yeah, high efficiency. She was like she had limited time and she made the most of it. I think honestly, and this is like it's the creepiest line, but it's the most iconic. Is the like I'm getting older, but they stay the same age. Like, so you're a freshman, right? Yeah. So tell me, man, how's this year's crop of freshman chicks look? <laughs> What you can end up in jail sometime, really soon. I know that. But no, man. Yeah. No, man. I'll tell you. Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they like do. I know that line, yeah. and I've never seen this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like... we we've got it. It's got to be something from McConaughey. It's either that. It's yeah. all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. or the L I V I N. He he's literally mm-hmm. trademarked. Some of the, those those phrases. Did he? Yeah, I didn't know that. And I think L I V I N is his foundation or something. Is oh, of course, of course, of course it is. I so yeah, but him. it's the it's the McConaughey line about about high school yeah. girls. Um, most most athletic moment in this one. Certainly not Wiley Wiggins pitching. Couldn't. Uh, you know what? I am going to say it's him throwing that. The he got distance on that bowling ball. It was it was heat. He had some strength behind that. Yeah, like I don't know where uh, where that came from because his pitching was not impressive. But he 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 hefted, <laughs> heaved it. 
heaped doesn't sound like a real world this real word at this point in the night but yeah he that was pretty uh pretty impressive yeah the kids who are hopping the roofs after pouring all the paint on affleck i was like oh wow yeah they're they hop on multiple roofs and hop down to a dumpster and stuff that's just i think pre pre iphone kids were just more adventurous we need we needed yes. more to do. Oh, 100%. We had trees to climb, we had buildings to climb, fences to hop. That was the like There's an app don't for that. Come now. home until the lights turn on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Time frame. I mean, this movie, I think if we go all the way back to what worked, what I love about it is this is not a movie with phones or technology. Like these kids were just out. Yeah. Mitch Kramer got home in the morning, loved that moment with his mom where she's like he get one j- get out of jail free card. I love that cuz this you movie don't want to could... use that when you're an eighth grader. He had the he best night, though. No, he blew the, it. But here's he the thing. It. The middle child, he's got more of those. Jody even yeah, says it does. like mom was, you know, mom was on me when I was your age. He's got plenty more of those. The, the leash is yeah. all the way off that. It doesn't it doesn't get pulled back. Can't put Pandora back in the box. He's <laughs> he's out all the time now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. That's a good point. Yeah. And I mean, that was like 70s or like no rules, just rampant DUI happening. No yeah. one wearing seatbelts. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Lenny Harris pinch hitter award for best supporting Oof. character. Uh, Who's in it too much? I don't know because there's 75 people in this movie. I would say literally just Randall Pink Floyd is too much. He is our main character. Yeah. And I would say and for the, the sake of this category, McConaughey is in it. You're not gonna let me pick McConaughey. Not gonna let you pick McConaughey. So I will I will Um, give you I will I will run them down for you. Sasha Jensen is Don Dawson, he's the guy in the overalls. Cole Hauser is Benny. The moment where he's he's in the back of the truck at the party and he stands up, gets the spins, and sits right back down. Incredibly realistic. (sighs) Been there. Yes. Um I do love him. The teacher at the high school who reminds them that they're celebrating the 4th of July this summer. They're celebrating a bunch of, of white uh, slave owners that she's great. <laughs> she was great. Hold on. Can we go back to Cole Hauser? So I don't forget this thing. Oh no. Am I forgetting it? Oh no, no. When, um, he took the beer out of the trunk, his whole thing about not wasting the beers was chef's kiss. Like Affleck threw one. He goes, he just wasted another one. <laughs> like, the, how mad he was at that. Because they gave one to the kid that they just beat up. Again, weird. Um, he's like, why are you wasting my beers? And they gave a couple to the girls. And then he threw one. He goes, why are you just wasted another one? I love that. That was probably one of my favorite like offhand moments. Yeah, he's great. Uh, we've got Parker Posey as Darla. Uh, Adam Goldberg. Roy Cochran as no. Slater, your favorite. Uh, Megan Burke as no. Jody. Joey, no. Joey Lorna Adams as Simone. I think if... She was pretty good. Yeah, I think... I think it's probably Cole Hauser. Ben Affleck. It's ben- Cole. It's Cole Hauser or Ben Affleck. Cole Hauser is the the better hang, and in a vibes movie, yeah. I think you go with the better hang. Yeah. Um. Okay. The, the our latest category: defend the villain. Who's who's the villain in this movie? Probably probably Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty easy. He is. He's kind of dumb. He couldn't pass in a Texas high school in 1976, although, you know, our academic standards. It's never have getting better like, for him. No, he, that's like, the thing. Literally never going to get he's better. He's just for him. angry. Like, that's, yeah, this is, 
this is the he's he's past his peak and that's that's just um and there's probably some like defense words like this is tradition this is how i came up through the system and that's how we do it here in texas um <laughs> or else you defend who we could defend the uh the cops at the end the co- or, the, or the football coach the football, that's making him sign the-, <laughs> the the football coach is just trying to preserve his state title hopes with his 180 pound lineman uh, why would you make them sign that before the summer anyway yeah. sorry good There's, good I've luck coach. questions good luck uh yeah. the peter gallagher award for the hottest person in this movie i think it's either all the women look i was gonna great. say it's either mila jovovich or um joey lauren adams so the thing is she is 16 mila jovovich mila jo- in this oh, yeah so she's out so, okay yeah I'd say it's probably joey so, lauren and adams if we're talking like, like mcconaughey even with the bad hair yeah. the charisma the bde is off the charts with this guy and the problem now is i see yellowstone rip when i see <laughs> cole hauser and that is like that affects the way that i look at him and that's not really fair but it is a thing <laughs> because hi rip <laughs> rip we love rip <laughs> yeah i do like cole hauser so that's not his best look but knowing what he evolves into we're, we're a fan uh, that's the thing with jason london still handsome like what that's the thing with jason london is he's i feel like he's good looking in this movie he is good looking he... the 70s hair is overwhelming on him yeah yeah and he's got good vibes too yeah, I did actually like I really liked him. I thought he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like he was like the nicer guy. Um, again, just didn't have that much to connect where it's like what? I get why he's not signing it. But like we jump right in and he's like, I'm not signing this. Like, I don't know. I did like his back and forth with like one. They were all talking about how they were only on the football team to get laid. <laughs> he's like, but what if we were in a band? <laughs> Well, he's making the argument that they would do like football they doesn't do actually get well. them to get them late. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting discussion, especially once you get to like college and you, you see the acapella groups, <laughs> you go to like an acapella concert on a college campus and it is like for like a guy, like a guy, all guys singing group. And it's just the, an entire crowd of women that are just swooning at these handsome, well singing men. As, as someone yeah. who so didn't go to a work. real college, that's news to me. We didn't have acapella. Is it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, it was. Yeah. The, the hullabahoos were very popular. The hull Is that the um, UVA? Acapella yeah. Group? That's the big, that's one of the biggest ones. They also have the academical village people because the academical village is the center part of grounds. Um, but yeah, the Hullabahoos are actually in Pitch Perfect. Um, so at the very big, like the competition at the end, when they're doing kind of the montage thing, um, the um, what's his name and Elizabeth Banks, they're like, that's the Hullabahoos, the University of Virginia. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. Wow, shout out. <laughs> yeah. So they like went and like filmed and stuff like it was cool. Covered Pitch Perfect on this show because it's a sports movie. Did you already? Yeah, I did. Okay. We can bring well, it back. That, yeah, that was pre-COVID. That was pre-Caroline. Yeah. We, yeah, it was. We can bring it back. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Uh, best time, worst time. We've already mentioned the janitors had a terrible time. Yeah, the kid, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt knockoff had the best time. Mine is best having time. a gun he, pulled on them. He had the best night of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Without a uh, doubt. Worst time might have been also the kid that we talked about that was making out with the chick at the dance and then instead got beat up by... Ben Affleck. That's the sharpest turn of events for sure. 
that mm-hmm. that guy that guy had a problem. Uh, ben Affleck had a fucking terrible time because like yeah. he finishes <laughs> part one of his senior year. Yeah, he has, knows he has to come back, and then he's having the time of his life, you know, hitting fourteen year olds, and then he gets paint dumped all over him. Then he gets right into his car, which is weird. He's got he's covered in paint, and he hops right into his car, which I don't. I guess he needed a way to get home, but then he's also spending the next day cleaning out his car. Yeah, that was not well thought out by him, but I don't think he thinks a lot of things through. That's tough. I think yeah. Wooderson had a great time, which is kind of unfortunate. I think he always has a great time. That's that's the thing. He is yeah. seven days a week. That man is having a great time until eventually yeah. he goes to prison. <laughs> which... Keith yeah. Morrison Dateline episode from this movie. <laughs> we have a couple options here. I think uh, one is um, it was a quiet night. May man was taking his trash out. All of a sudden, a group of kids comes by. Should he have followed? Probably not. <laughs> but it was a federal um, crime, and he wanted it was to a let him know. Crime, and it was the seventies. So who was going to do anything? Uh, that man gets dragged down the street briefly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we've got the, the definite Matthew McConaughey story. Um, and then, uh, what the story of the person that fell down that tower? That that would have been bad. Uh, some yeah, of the hazing I, stuff probably could have gone bad. Yeah, and I feel like um, the pregnant woman that was smoking and buying the booze is a future Dateline story. Yeah. 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 yeah, we hadn't touched on that yet. Um, yeah, where he's like, see you tomorrow. You need more calcium. See you tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> uh, roster moves for which character would be Air Bud. Now, Caroline, imagine Air Bud barking and the subtitles say, that's what I love about these high school girls. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. It's, obvious, it's absolutely McConaughey. It's 100%. Although it's, it's interesting because it's really replacing a golden retriever with a golden retriever. That's like- true. <laughs> But um what if Airbud is the man who pulls the gun on them and he like hops up at their window ben with Affleck. <laughs> ben, he's just like Airbud leaning over the edge of a junior high baseball game, which inexplicably is the last day of school, and waiting there with a paddle to beat the shit out of the starting pitcher. <laughs> it would have Airbud is the kid who's making out with the girl at the middle school dance, but instead he's just getting all these pets, and then his owners come up and like, Airbud, we gotta go. He's like getting ear scratches and stuff. He's just like, oh yeah, it's the best life. And they're like, Airbud, come on, buddy, come on. And he like goes outside. And he's like, what the hell is this nonsense? Or Airbud is the teacher who tells them about his his commander, telling them that twenty five of them are coming out of the jungle. And then we can infer that Airbud served in Vietnam. Airbud can be the kid with the horrible stripy pants, but only if he still wears the stripy pants. <laughs> yeah, Airbud in, in this movie, he's got to wear the seventies clothes. Yes, and have like somehow do his hair like McConaughey if he's McConaughey. Yeah, Not, like hilarious. Yeah, oh, man, love that. <laughs> um, the big chill. So for me personally. Someone who okay. loves loves this movie, the end when 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 Mitch puts on Slow Ride, he puts on the headphones similar to the ones I'm wearing now, and then it is McConaughey and Slater and Pink Floyd driving to go get the Aerosmith tickets, and that's the moment where had it not been late at night when I was watching the movie, that I would have initially clicked on Everybody Wants Some and be like, we're just rolling because just Everybody Wants right Some starts with the main character driving a car 
into the house and then boom he's hanging out with glenn powell in like three minutes the, the college dream that really is the, that is the dream um sure i'll agree with you on that yeah yeah just we'll just <laughs> shake hands to agree yeah agree on that was it <laughs> uh last category before more store prequel sequel or remake we obviously got a spiritual sequel Everybody yeah, we, I mean, we got a sequel. I think Richard Linklater has tapped his life experience. Like, he's not, you know, this movie wouldn't be this yeah. unless he does a, you know. The the thing is, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fun for him to tap something after he's a, a he's a movie director because that's not relatable for anybody. But yeah. I love all I'll say for this is I love I now love movies that are set in the 70s and 80s and 90s, like pre-technology, pre-cell pre phone movies, I'm getting more and more nostalgic about those. I love seeing when it is just no phones, people are just driving around. I love the concept of, hey, the party's at 9.30, just going to have to be there. Because when that kid's parents say, you know, we're staying, there is no way to alert no everybody. No way to tell everybody. Yeah, that's great. a fair point. I love movies like this. So you said this reminded you of Can't Hardly Wait. Are there any, like, mm-hmm. when you talk high school, your high school movies? Oh, shit, I forgot one of my favorite ones, Easy A. Easy A is good. Haven't done it on the show. Yeah, that is one of my absolute favorites. Um, was, what is, um, I think that's from 10 Things I Hate About You. She's like, that must be Nigel with the Brie. <laughs> is that 10 Things I Hate About You? I can't remember. I have to look this up now. I think that's when they tell everyone at the school that they're, um, it must be Nigel with the Brie. Yeah, Bogey Lowenstein's party. <laughs> um, yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You. That's like when they throw all the invitations down the center stairwell of that ridiculous high school. Going, I think it actually is a high school. I think it is. Um, I think it's actually in like the Seattle area, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it is. Um, Heath Ledger in that movie is the same thing as McConaughey, where it's like, oh, this guy's uh, different. This is a he's different person. Magical mm-hmm. in that movie. When he sings the Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, that whole thing. Oh, love it. Love it's it. amazing love it. what love he. It. I mean, we're going off on a tangent to end this. Yeah. It is amazing. He was, what, 27, 28 when he died? It is so sad. Fucking amazing what he packed into that. Yeah. To that Night's life. Tale. Night, I love that oh, movie. Night's Tale is iconic. A sports movie. I love that. Love it. Have you done it? I have. Damn it. Recently. <laughs> really? <gasps> like last year. The uh, David Bowie, the dance scene. Love it. Also, that was such a like, um, what was her name? Shannon Sossaman. Yeah, that- she was having a moment. The Paul she Bettany. She had a moment. Carol, I was so weighed down with Paul Bettany stock after watching mm. A Night's Tale. Like, I still, there's like some in the closet right now. It just, I bought so <laughs> much. Paul Bettany. Like, I picture like boxes have fallen over. Just, it's just boxes Paul of stock. Paul Bettany stock. It's everywhere. It's Paul it, Bettany bearer bonds. <laughs> and then his his big payday being being uh, the Avengers. Vision uh-huh. is the only character I really don't like. Vision is well, a it's... fucking know it all. <laughs> Actually, it's so funny you say that because, like, when they announced WandaVision, I was like, could not care less. Like, because I was like, he's oh, like, good, you're making a show out of the two characters I do not care about. Captain Rogers, I, I know show. you think what you're doing is right. Like, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> but that was probably my favorite Disney Plus show, like, Marvel show that they've done. That show was so good. But there really wasn't that much vision in it. But. Um, yeah, though I will say the moment like when he like comes into being an age of Ultron and like picks up the hammer, cool moment, like super cool moment. It like, is 
that gets it's the perfect way that they're all like okay yeah we like this guy um yeah Paul he just, is. he's just buzz killington for the rest of the yeah of the he series. is very much buzz killington but he was so yeah he was excellent and so was um the entire supporting cast because actually the, isn't it what's his name that plays the this is super helpful right now um he plays the the baratheon robert baratheon yes and he's yeah he's at mark addy alan tudyk yes, is the Addy. other guy like yes, his whole alan squad T- is great uh rufus who Sewell also is did the, the voice of uh k2so from rogue one rogue one the, yeah the he's droid a, he's also king candy in wreck it ralph um, oh fun, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i fact. love alan tudyk he's Ugh, he's amazing him. he's amazing but love him with that how did we get there <laughs> there's always there's always <laughs> one tangent uh caroline <laughs> I appreciate yes. you for taking on this challenge, watching yeah. watching this movie. We had a great dialogue. We did. Uh, Hopefully, I'm, people won't cancel me for not loving this one. Yeah, you'll be Didn't you'll be it. back. Still you'll be back very soon. Do we have anything okay. in the works? We haven't. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what we have coming up. But what's coming Maybe. up on for the water cooler? Yeah, so we uh, we're excited for next week's episode. I think we we're having a, another guest on, and we will. I think be talking about Seinfeld a little bit which I'm excited about that's the pop culture potluck that the person has chosen um but yeah so next week it's going to be again pop on over to for the win um check out all the things over there all the all the content um content women's world cup content we've got like I said um welcome welcome to Wrexham content Wrexham is closing out their U.S. tour so we'll have a few things I interviewed the um the owner of the bar, the turf that is co-located with the stadium in actual Wrexham. So I was able to talk to him because they did like a pop-up um, like fan experiencing in Chapel Hill, which was super cool. And he was super nice. Um, the players were obviously super nice and very, they were, it was really interesting. So um, they were so pleasantly surprised that like people were there to see them because when I went to the game they were playing Chelsea and so obviously Chelsea is like a massive Premier League team and the Chelsea mostly backups a couple starters played um I think they ended up winning like four or five nothing or something like that of course I've been to the one game that Wrexham did not win and did not score of course like your fault my fault my bad um but the players were just so lovely and so like excited to have fans there. And it was really their first time since the show came out that they've like been in the States essentially and, and seen the impact of the show and like how much people are following the team. So that's really cool. So I, I did interview a bunch of um, fans that were in town and a fan from Wrexham who's followed them forever that um, I was like, is it annoying having all of us just show up in your small town? <laughs> And he was like, no, it's really, I mean, it's, he was like, honestly, it's incredible for the economy. <laughs> like, We've got people staying in our hotels and eating in our restaurants and going to our pubs and frequenting our businesses. And so it was a cool, uh, that was a cool experience. And then uh, probably some more Barbenheimer content. It's going to be real quiet coming up. I think with, uh, we'll see what happens with movies. Uh, I'm yeah. here. I saw a tweet earlier that it sounds like they're moving the Emmys, which sucks so not great uh hey studios pay the writers and actors pay the writers and whoever the executive was who said they want to hold this out until people start losing their houses i hope someone swaps your water with toilet water because you stink (laughs) i hope you hit every red light for the rest of your life (laughs) 
But on that note, if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate and leave a review if you're an Apple podcast or Spotify. Uh, if you want to support the show and vote on movies for the show to cover, patrons are picking two movies a month now. The producers also get to pick a theme month for September. Go to patreon.com slash big screen sports. If you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Phenom to the Farm. New episode drops tomorrow. I don't know with who yet because we've had some scheduling conflicts. So surprise for everybody, including me. And for Big Screen Sports, we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.